Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What's wrong with you? What's going on, everyone, and welcome to The Reformatory, the podcast for the local church and by the local church. We are your local churchmen, sitting here sweat, sweating it out, sweating it out. Yep. Um, Meat so, sweats, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. So, funny thing, like, so I put up on, on Facebook uh, today that, because it, it's like, it's like high 80s yeah. where I'm at, right? I put up on Facebook and I'm like, I'm not doing well. This is bad. I don't like this at all, right? And because it's hot, especially for over here, it's hot right now. Yeah, this um, we're, not, yeah. we're not used to it. No. Okay, I got eviscerated. Ouch! By all of the people that live down <laughs> south. I had some guy literally say, "Oh, you poor thing," because they're oh, like, "Oh, come heart. down here." They did oh, the bless your heart. <laughs> they did. They 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 blessed my heart. They blessed my heart. Me. And they're all like, oh, you poor thing. Come on down here where it's really hot. 84 is nothing. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, you know what? These are the same people that have like a winter jacket on when it's 70 degrees up here. So don't don't start talking to me. Don't come at Josh. You guys, you guys do the exact same thing when you're up here. Just saying that. You can get all high and mighty now, but it gets below 80 degrees and y'all like, it's so cold. Oh, it's so cold. I'm, I'm so cold. It's like, this is nothing. This is nothing. Where I grew up, give me the 20 below, then you can start saying it's cold. With the wind chill, yeah. then you can start saying it's cold. Zero. Zero. Yeah. Seriously. Zero or in the get negatives. Get out of here. Get Actually, out of here, people. when, let's see, there's a few times when I was in high school when it got zero at zero degrees in Ellensburg or below. Yeah. And then it kind of kept towards it actually has gotten colder a lot during the last six or seven winters too. So it has. It has. It's actually been been getting colder. Um so I I got yeah. ahead so my wife and I got ahead of this and we got AC so we got a portable AC unit which I have upstairs right here right now with me, which I just turned on, which feels fantastic. And then yeah. downstairs, we got a whole AC unit, and it is like 68, go. just chill factor down there, just swimming yeah. in our, it. 
our AC in our little apartment here, it's barely keeping the apartment at 75. Ugh. Which is n- no bueno. No, no, thank you. No. I'm done. I'm done with this. I want fall so bad. <laughs> it's been summer for too long. I hate this. Summer is the worst. The sun is the worst. <laughs> it's just, I hate, I hate everything right now. So yeah, this is going to be a great podcast. It's just me. I'm just, I'm hot. I'm sweaty. I'm fat. I don't like this. <laughs> Jack, can you like, can you at, can you redeem any of this? Like, um, <laughs> you got a cigar for us or something like that? I do have a cigar. Um, okay. Speaking of hot and sweaty and dying, um, I have judgment for you. Uh, no. <laughs> it feels like judgment yeah. right now. Like this is as close to hell as I'm going to get. <laughs> so yeah. uh, actually it is called uh, My Father. So it's by My Father. This is more of a... More of a known brand name. It's not so much. It used to be, I mean, you have offshoots of it that feel kind of more boutique. So my father has, uh, I think, Jaime Garcia wine. And then they also have um, the Don Pepin line as well, too. Don Pepin is like an absolute like pioneer in making cigars and blending and stuff like that. But this cigar is typical on our on our shoots again we're on our nicaraguans right this is almost a puro nicaraguan filler binder is nicaraguan wrapper is ecuadorian okay and it's a medium to full so this is like probably depending upon the vitola or the size it's going to be a little bit stronger it's on the stronger side so take your time with this one do not hot Mm -hmm. box it (laughs) Do yes. not puff you this will, thing if you, at if like you, machine gun pace. If you disrespect the judge, you're gonna get sentenced. Mm-hmm. All right, and this yep. judge, this judge will give you will give you fifty to life. Okay, <laughs> you got to be careful with him. So he's an old grumpy judge. I mean, this has been uh, consistently on. I mean, I think at first, I think the first list of this was 2017, mm-hmm. where it was on. Um, I think top 25 of Cigar Aficionado, or, or it definitely yeah. was a, within the top 10 of Cigar Aficionado in 2017, and it's still steadily up there above the 90s yep. mark. So, yep. but very good blend. Um, I would recommend anything from Don Pepin or my father, because Don Pepin has kind of their, their typical kind of go-to blender on it. Yeah. On a lot of the cigars, but he has his own line, which is the Don Pepin line. And depending on what band color you have will depend upon the strength. So the blue line, mm-hmm. I think there's a gold and black, which is more of your nice, a little bit more medium bodied, but not so strong, but very right. good flavors in that. Very cocoa. Yep. Very nice kind of complimenting of coffee kind of cigars so so definitely yeah definitely enjoying a full stomach have a nice diet coke maybe a, a coke starlight uh maybe something sweet Put a little sugar in your coffee that's right that's right a spoonful of sugar helps the judge <laughs> helps the judge go down that's exactly right so just take your time with it it's a great stick mm. enjoy it uh enjoy it after dinner um you know it's a good Nicaraguan with a Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, and it's on the heavy end. So take your time with it. Don't hurt on it, right? Uh, what's the MSRP on this sucker, Jack? 
average. Let me look. I think the last okay. time I've been seeing it around, it's been about, it's a little bit pricier. So it's on. It, it is on the pricey side. I want to say it's like 10, I want to say it's like 15. 11. Yeah, yeah. I want to say it's like 11 or 12 on average MSRP. Yeah. So not, not an everyday, unless you're like, you know, one of those guys that can afford it. So it's uh, it's good for a special occasion, right? Um, but hey, you know it's just like real life. You don't want to if you're if you're visiting mm-hmm. a judge all the time, there's something wrong, right? <laughs> so you want to make sure it's an occasional thing, right? So so uh, absolutely. So it's the judge by Don Pepin, my father. That is the oh, judge by me, my, my father. father. Don excuse Pepin me. is one yes, of the blenders, right. main blenders. Correct. Yeah. My bad. My bad. Yeah, my father, the judge. That is the reformatory uh, cigar of the week. And go and smoke to the glory of God. All right, Jack. Topic for today. Well, actually, before we get into our topic for today, I have one one piece of uh, of uh, I have a recommendation for you that I wanted to. Okay. I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to give it at the beginning, but I but I kind of forgot. My wife and I are getting into this Netflix show called Alone. Alone, okay. Alone, okay. So what it is? Apparently, I think Netflix just acquired the rights to it because it's season eight, but it's the only it's the only season on Netflix, right? So I think they just acquired the rights. But basically, you know, all of these like all of these like homesteading videos that you and I have been getting into, (laughs) where guys just like go out into the woods for a week and build shelters and just live off the land, right? It's it's literally that. They have a group of like nine or eleven people. They put them. Like this, they're in the middle of British Columbia, in the middle of like grizzly bear country, and they just leave them, and they leave them with their own (laughs) camera gear. Like, like there's not a camera crew. These people are recording themselves, and they have to survive as long as they can, literally off the land. And they're allowed like ten items that they can bring with them. I am addicted to this show. (laughs) It is so so cool. Uh, You need to go on Netflix, watch alone. it's it's solid. It's a solid show. It like scratch. It's like it's like all those videos that you and I've been watching on YouTube, except you know, there's like twelve episodes yeah. of it. So yeah. there you go. There's not but unlimited Jack, search engines. It's just one exactly, one and you actually care about the, the characters. That's right. Yeah. You know, it's like it's <laughs> it's that YouTube channel with with drama. If there's drama. Uh, anyway, so Jack, what we're going to talk about today, uh, we have been kind of covering the different offices of the church, right? Yeah. So uh, we started with a two-part ep on what is a pastor, just kind of talked about the ins and outs of that. Our last ep, we gave some love to the deacons, because the deacons need some love, Yeah. right? Um, and we talked about the ins and outs of a deacon. What is a deacon? And, uh, you know, things things of that sort. Today, we're going to talk about, we're going to kind of round out this this this. I'm going to call it a mini-series, because it just kind of turned into a mini-series, right? But we're going to talk about what we believe uh, to be the kind of the ins and outs of a good church member, right? So you're not an elder, you're not a deacon, you're a member at the church. Yeah. What are some things that we, me and Jack believe uh, are good to do, good not to do? What does a good, a faithful church member look like in the local church? So we're going to dive into it. It's going to be a conglomerate of a bunch of thoughts mm-hmm. uh, because it's hot and you're getting like borderline feverish thoughts right now, but that's okay. Jack, I'm going to throw it over to you first because okay. you have the AC. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I would go, I would ask people to go to the end of Acts chapter two and look at the last 
probably five or six verses from like verse 42 in Acts chapter 2 all the way down to verse 47. Why don't you read them for us? So Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 42, it says, They, as in the people who just got baptized. So put this in perspective. This is Peter. He's just concluded the Pentecost sermon. He has called people to repent and believe and be baptized. People have now been baptized. And those baptized people devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, in verse 42, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and signs were being performed through the apostles. Now all the believers were together and held all things in common. They sold their possessions and property and uh, distributed the proceeds to all as any had need. Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple and broke bread from house to house. They ate their food with joyful and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the uh, the favor of all the people. Every day the Lord added to their number to those who were being saved. I would say that that in and of itself, you could addend some things within the scripture right there because we don't have the apostles anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but we have scripture that was written by Sorry. the apostles in a sense, and we are looking to that, and that is the word of God. So you're devoting yourself to the word, right? And different things are happening in different cities, in your different local churches, and you're meeting together, and you're breaking bread, and you're praying. Like, I feel like that is a good summation of what it means to be a church member, in a sense. Um, you could probably get down to the nitty-gritty, but I would take it that chunk of Scripture and really say that that's a good synopsis yeah. of what it means to be a church member. So. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think the first, the first thing, and, and it might seem obvious, but, you know, in today's context that we find ourselves in, in our culture, it's not as obvious, right? But a, I would say the first thing is a good church member is present. Yeah, like they're they're actually there, right? They're actually committed to the gathering of of believers on the Lord's day. They're actually committed to being a part of the local body and not just a butt in a chair on Sunday morning, right? Now, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, I think there's a lot of folks that that don't like the term or the concept of church membership. And we've done episodes on why we think church membership is important uh, in the past. Uh, That's not really going to be what what this is, right? But I think part of being present as a church member is is joining the membership. If your church has a has a formal membership, which I hope it does. Jack and I both believe that that's the most healthy, and and we believe it is it is a biblical concept for churches to have. If your church has that, step one is becoming a faithful member of that church, mm-hmm. right? And actually joining the joining the body, uh, committing yourself to submitting to the elders, committing yourself to one another. And joining the formal membership, right? Because in that formal membership comes all the encouragement, 
all of the um, accountability, right? And it gives the elders the ability to know, okay, at the end of the day, who am I responsible for in my church? Am I responsible for literally everyone that comes through the door? No. Nah. Or is my primary <laughs> constituency, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes, no. <laughs> those those that are that have committed to this local body. Yeah. And that's what it is, yeah. right? So in a nutshell, those are just a couple points of why church membership is vital and important and I believe biblical, right? But a church member, a good church member is present, mm-hmm. right? They are they are actually there. Uh, it doesn't mean that every time the doors are open, you got to be there. It, it's it's not a guilt thing, right? It's like, oh, you know, I you missed a Bible study this week. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're gonna you know remove one of the stars off of your member card, <laughs> right? That's not what Jack and I are talking yeah. about. But it's having a desire. It's having having the the correct motivation and the genuine desire to be with your people. Yeah. Not only on the Lord's day, but throughout, throughout the week. Yeah. Right. So a good church member is present. Yeah. I would say as well too, um, that could take many different forms depending on what your church body consists of. So here in the Pacific Northwest, you, I've seen the last couple churches I've been at, depending upon where you're at, you will have people that are kind of scattered in the general region and then yeah. come to kind of your central church building on the Lord's Day, right? So then that takes into account of, okay, who are the people closest to me? Who are the people within my neighborhood that I can talk to that we can kind of scheme, kingdomly scheme about things. <laughs> Kingdomly, Kingdomly scheme. scheme. We're going to get yeah. emails for that one. Yeah, yeah. We already got them uh, on the whole pulpit thug oh thing. Gosh. Now it's going to be what 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 do you Kingdomly scheme. Kingdomly what does that scheme. mean? <laughs> um, scheming. So, like for instance, like there is a a couple new couples that have come into our church. They're not new to me per se, but they're new to my local church. They're towards Southern Tacoma, and it's like, uh, we might need to reorient our community group in order to make sure that we have some fellowship there, there's accountability, yeah, there's, some, right. there's some kind of family dynamics within the, the general area of certain families that are at. And so kind of looking at that, too, and like making sure that you have people in the general area, if you have a church that when the people church or when the people scatter after your Lord's day service, like where do they go? Are they just Kevin Costner out there on the plains? You know, <laughs> Kevin Costner. <laughs> some dances with wolves vibes going on just by themselves. Or are they like together with a group of people, you know? So, I think that that really helps out too because knowing that you have people around you in your community is going to help you foster more of this I would say a familial dynamic versus just the individualism. So, that's right. 100%. Yeah, yeah, there are no no lone wolf Christians, yeah. right? And we've we we've talked about that at nauseum on this podcast as well. So, a good church member is present, right? Yeah. You got you got to be present. What else? I've got I've got I've got one. A church member is is in service, 
mm-hmm. to the local church. You're not just there. Yeah. You're actually integrated. Mm-hmm. You're actually taking uh, some sort of, of opportunity, some sort of responsibility in the church, and you're serving. You're giving of your time, your treasure, and your talent to actually be s- uh, serving the body in some capacity, right? Invested. And that's going to look different. You, exactly. You're, yeah. Right. It, you're actually invested in yeah. it, right? Yeah. Right. You actually care about it. Right. You're showing that you love them. Mm -hmm. You're showing that you're committed. You're showing that you want to be present by actually serving. Right. And depending on who you are, depending on how God has gifted you, depending on your situation in life, lots of different factors. That's going to look differently depending on who you are. Mm -hmm. Right. Some people have a lot of time, but not a lot of finances. Right. So they're able to, to to physically, you know, be present at the church and, you know, be helping with projects or or or, or you know, f- uh, meal trains or, you know, extracurricular stuff, helping set up for Sunday, cleaning bathrooms, you know, things like that on, on a much more on a much more, you know, physical, perhaps like like hand hands, uh, hands in the dirt type of yeah type of way in the trenches uh, in the trenches yeah. yeah exactly some people have less time because of where the lord has them but maybe they have more money yeah. or maybe they have they have other resources right that they can utilize uh to serve the body mm-hmm. right so there's lots of different ways that we can serve and be committed to one another but the point is you're doing it yeah right the point is that you see your local church as one of the primary, primary means mm-hmm. that your gifts are called to be used in, yeah. right? Um, that's what it means about being part of a body, right? Some, some people are feet, some people are hands, some people are heads, right? right? It's, all, it's all meant to, to gel together in a cohesive unit, right? And different people are gifted different ways. So you have to be present, but simply being a butt in a chair uh, is, not, is not very faithful, Right, it's good, and there are definitely times. Let me preface: mm-hmm. there are definitely times where being a butt in a chair is all you can do. Yeah, there are times when you need a break, or there are times when you are in a different, a, a, a difficult stage of life, and your act of service to your brothers and sisters is you being there on Sunday, faithfully worshiping with them. Yeah, let us not discount that, mm-hmm. because that is sometimes that is a such a testimony to other people that might be going through the same thing you are if they know like man this person they're getting put through the ringer yeah but they're here yeah they're faithful right they are here on sunday morning singing the songs taking the lord's supper and communing with the saints that is such a testimony to your brothers and sisters and sometimes that is the service god calls you to Mm -hmm. so be content in that for the season that he has you in there right but that's not a place that we should stay, mm-hmm. right? Um, we should be seeking to move out of that place, and it might you know, take longer for some than others, and utilize the gifts that God has given us for the betterment of our brothers and sisters, right? So a good church member serves. They are, they are in service, right? Yeah. There is, I think this comes to show some some churches they only produce consumers and that's about it Mm, um or i've seen in a lot of bigger churches if you have a big organized 
children's ministry. The parents will drop the kids off and they'll go up they'll go up and sit down and kind of that's their Jesus time. It's like <laughs> yeah. the children's ministries become functionally babysitting. Not really a way in which your church is actually admonishing those kids per se. So yeah, it's a it's a fine line to walk sometimes in being a sure. consumer yet also understanding that you cannot just intake um sermons and do nothing with them. Mm, I think it's yeah. probably I think it's probably what Josh and I are going through with this whole like fitness journey. Like we can't just like eat and expect us to change just from like eating and that's no, it. No. You know what I mean? No, no. Well, I mean I do change. It's just for the it's just for the worse. <laughs> so I mean like you have to like you have to make sure like you're not atrophying at those particular gifts that God has given you. You need to make sure that you're actually using those gifts at your local church and you're not How can I say this in a very more compassionate, not <laughs> like just say it however you want, and then, and then I'll make it spicy. Uh, <laughs> just say it, Jack. Hit us with some hard truth, man. Uh, just don't spur like the Holy Spirit on. You know what I mean? Don't spurn the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like, don't neglect the gifts you've been given, and also don't neglect that the spirit is working in your life um, to make you more like Christ. And I think some people do mm. that. They just, yeah, they just neglect those things and it grieves the spirit because you're not really, you're not, you're not being a part of the body actually. Well, and, and, and that's, I mean, hard truths, but, but it, it needs to be said yeah. that look at the end of the day, guys, and this is something that like we've talked about before, but I think it, it, it bears repeating Refusing to be a part of a local church and 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 committing to a local body is one of the most dangerous and one of the most selfish things that you can do as a Christian. Yeah. Okay. Let's handle dangers first. Why is it dangerous? Because you're you're out there floating by yourself without any accountability, without any encouragement, without any any authority. Come on, guys. We see what happens. Dude, we right. got like two. Uh, we got we got two epistles on this, people. We got we got actually we got, yeah, we got three. Exactly. We got the Corinthians, the first and second Corinthians. If you want to go yeah. extra more, just because there's only two letters of the Corinthians that are canonized, does not mean that they just shaped up. Believe me, it sure. gets worse. I've done my history. Okay, <laughs> oh my it goodness, gets worse for the Corinthians. And then you also have the Hebrews. Like there yeah. was some massive things that were going on within their community which was like lone wolfism right you know right yeah so it's dangerous to you thinking that you can be a christian a faithful christian right an obedient christian and be apart from a local church just simply isn't true yeah. and whatever excuses you are using 
to justify that in your mind is actually a desire to live the way that you want without accountability, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. That That's what it is. So it's dangerous. The other one, it's selfish. Why is it selfish? Because, I'm glad you asked, because what you are doing, what you are saying in that is that you care more about yourself than the good that your brothers and sisters would receive through you. Yeah. Right? Because if we're all going to be part of the body, all of us called to serve one another, love one another, right? Just like the the uh, 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 First John talks about in chapter 4, abiding in God's love. How do we know God's love abides in us? We love one another. We serve one another, right? If you are refusing to, to be part of a local church... You are refusing to love your brothers and sisters, okay? And if we refuse to love our brothers and sisters, what does First John tell us? God's love does not abide in you, okay? So these are hard truths, but they need to be said. Yeah. Committing to a local church is much more important <clears throat> than simply, and it's much more vital, it's much more than simply, simply oh, you know, it's, it's good to find a church because it's good to be somewhere on Sunday. I, that's true, <laughs> but that is that is such a small aspect of it, right? Yeah. yeah. So not committing to a local church, it's dangerous for you, and it's selfish because it deprives your brothers and sisters from what they could receive, the benefit they could receive from you that, that, that the Lord will give them through you. Yeah. Right? And it goes back to what Jack was saying. Fantastic point. We live in such a consumeristic society. So many of our churches today, because of just... The, the way that the structure is and the, and the the vision casting of the of the of the leadership and and the you know the the overall method to their madness it just creates consumers and what you win them with is what you win them to yep right <clears throat> and we are buying in to this cultural lie that everything is about you mm-hmm. and we have transferred that into the worship on the Lord's Day as well. Yeah. So we need to commit to our local bodies because it requires something of us. Yeah. It causes us to deny ourselves and to see others as more important as us. It requires us to pick up our cross, to do the hard things, have the hard conversations, be part of a body with all of its bumps and bruises because that's what the body does when they are glorifying God together. Mm-hmm. They're unified, right? Yeah. So, you got to be present, you got to serve, you got to be committed. We're running out of time. Look, th- there are so many other things. I would like to add one. A good church member prays for their leadership. Mm-hmm. And they pray for their other brothers and sisters. Yeah. Now, you could file this under serving, sure, but I think this one bears kind of being singled out. Because of the importance of it. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not only that, but when... This is kind of going back and, and bucking up against this idea that I can do everything on my own. And we hate this word submit, too, in our culture right now. In any kind of frame. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we, we hate it. Um, if it's used in certain contexts, as far as relationally, if it's used in a context of even what scripture says about your relationship in civic society, it, it doesn't matter. Like we hate that word submit, 
but yet we're still called to submit to the leadership of the elders in our church. And that shows, and that's that in itself is picking up your cross because you're denying yourself, right? And you're trusting in God and you're trusting in those men that are your elders to lead you and also like guide you and give you guidance and wisdom as well too. And so when we don't pray for them, um, I feel like we are, we're saying, or we're not deferring to them and their leadership. I feel like that is in and of itself a way in which we're thinking that we know it all mm-hmm. and like we are actually the captains of our own ship. Yeah. We don't need elders to help us out in this journey that we're on. So it's right. super important because A, man, they are going up there like my pastor did. One of my pastors did this last Sunday, two back to back services almost, sweating, finishing out Jonah chapter four. And had to have some hard truths with the church, too, about, like, the fact that we want judgment so much against our culture and people in our society that we don't want to default to what Jesus says, which is to forgive and show compassion and love people and love your neighbor as yourself. Um, And so, yeah, there's just stuff like that where you have to pray for your pastors because— they might get heat for saying that, even though I'm like, ooh, that was kind of convicting, kind of good. Um, <laughs> but not everybody is going to have the demeanor like maybe Josh and I do to our elders in which we want them to succeed. We want them to be healthy. We want our churches to be sustainable. Um, maybe people don't think about that regularly because, yet again, it takes – that word you're submitting to your local elders that's not very it's not very in vogue right now sir (laughs) yeah yeah i mean and it's i forget i forget who said it i'm gonna paraphrase the quote i'm gonna paraphrase a quote and i can't remember who said it right but just so this isn't my idea right but i I, it might have been spurgeon but in in summary they said it's very difficult to feel animosity towards someone that you're praying for yeah Right. And that's that's very, very true. Right. So part of being part a part of a body is that you're you're integrated with individuals that think differently than you, that have different convictions. Right. That have different interpretations on different aspects of Scripture. And we're called to be in unity with them. One of the greatest tools for unity is prayer. Yeah. And whether it be your your brothers and sisters that are in membership with you or your elders praying for them sets your mind i think in the in the in the right in the right mind frame right to actually care about their soul to care about their good and not simply just see them as someone that might maybe gets on your nerves or that you disagree with right yeah. so a good church member i think part of being that you are lifting up your brothers and sisters. You're lifting up your elders to the throne of grace, pleading to God for their good, for their health, for their conviction, and 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 for their for their perseverance, right? Because when we are all striving toward that together, there's there's great unity and there's great love and great benefit within the local body. So, I think prayer 
as trite as it might as it, as it sounds, I think it I think it's one of the one of the most underutilized tools within the local church today, especially in the context of of using that prayer and utilizing that prayer specifically for our brothers and sisters and for our leadership. And I think it's really really important. Yeah. Right, and I think it's something that that we would we would be blessed personally if we did more, because as we are praying, our focus is coming off of ourselves, our self focusedness is being ripped away from us, mm-hmm. and we are forced to to bring that brother and that sister to the throne of grace and plead to God for their good. Yeah, and my friends, that is such a that is such a worthy demeanor to have as a church member. Right. Mm-hmm. So there are plenty other other aspects that we could talk about that, that make a good church member, but that is those are those are some of the main ones, right? Be present, be in service, be committed, be praying. These are things that we as as God's people should be striving to do for one another. Yeah. Right. And it's not out of guilt. It's not out of some sort of shame or some sort of, you know. I need to do this in order to to you know keep a certain status in the church and check these boxes and cross these T's. It's done for the exact same reason that we strive to do good works for God mm-hmm. is because we we love him. Yeah. And it's done out of thankfulness and gratitude and a desire to 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 show the love and the thankfulness that we have for him by engaging in these good works. And it's the exact same thing in the local church. Yeah. Do it because you love your people, because you know they love you. Strive for the good of one another, and God will be glorified in that. Mm-hmm. I think Biga Eva has sung, sir. I think she has. Yeah. Jack, before we take off, man, we should uh, we should let our listeners know oh, yes. kind of what the next uh, the next probably month yeah. of episodes is going to look like, right? Yeah, so after... Because... Yeah. Because you, uh, you're 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 uh, you're going on a little trip. I'm going international, people. Um, Look at you. So my wife and Jack I, the Traveler. Yeah, no. um, my wife and I are taking a trip to Thailand, coming up here in the month of August. And so my wife's been there a couple different times. We're gonna go see one of her friends who is in Thailand, who's a missionary. And then I have to prepare something as well too, and talk about. I think they want me to talk about church history there. <laughs> Dude, you're gonna get you're gonna get killed. Uh, I'm never seeing you oh again. Oh my gosh. There's gonna be the there's gonna be the Taiwanese it's gonna be the Taiwanese mob. They're gonna see your freshly exercised bearded body and they're gonna just see dollar signs. And oh I'm gonna go gosh. through yet another co host oh that I have to you know what? You know what? No, 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 I'm saying if if this if this happens, if you if you get kidnapped, I'm not getting another co host. I'm done. I can't do it. <laughs> It's I. You're, it's, it's, it's over. You're gonna petition Joe and Jimmy and join. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not even gonna. I'm not, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be the third member. Yeah, yeah that's gonna go over real great. <laughs> no, it, it's just you're gonna get kidnapped in Taiwan. I just know it. The Marcos are gonna Thailand. stop. I'm not going to Taiwan. I'm going to Thailand, man. Thai. Oh, Thailand. Okay. I. I don't know. Is it worse? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Basically, we're going. Anyway. We're taking our flight from the states to singapore which is our first layover is 18 hours so i'm gonna be in the future chilling um probably sending sending marcos to josh at like 2 a.m in the morning (laughs) he's he's not even knowing what's going on um seriously so yeah it's uh let's see it's i think we'll be there for about 
I want to say one, maybe two weeks. Okay. So, yeah. So we're going to have, so in light of that, Jack and I had two choices. We could have either like built up a reserve of episodes and just kept things like normal. Neither of us felt like doing yeah. that just because we were both tired. We're both busy. We're both, uh, it's, it's a we're busy stage hot. of life. Taught so we're both hot. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. Uh, while Jack is gone, trying not to get kidnapped and trying, <laughs> you know, all the weird foods that he's going to try, uh, I'm going to pull a. Uh, I'm going to pull a. Uh, I wanted to say I'm going to pull a Joe Thorne <laughs> while Jimmy was gone. We're going to have some special guests on the Reformatory. Uh, we're going to have we're going to have some some people coming on to take uh, take the reins uh, from Jack, and we're going to talk about some lo- local church topics. So we're going to have uh, probably three. I think three yeah, people on should. that. I think I think I think that'll fill the time. So probably for the next three weeks, uh, it's going to be me and a special guest, and I will. I'll preview one of them right now. Uh, I don't go. know if he's going to be the first one that we send out or if he's going to be the second. I, I I'm not sure yet, but. Uh, the episode has already been recorded, and it was a fantastic Ooh. time. It was a fantastic time. Uh, got to know this this brother uh, in, in ways that 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 maybe other people haven't. We we had some hot takes, had some hot take questions <laughs> at the end. Uh, learned about his favorite foods and movies and music and all this stuff. And I feel a deep kinship with this guy uh, before. So we have coming up on the podcast. Uh, within the next three weeks, Sam the Man ran. Booyah, baby! Booyah! We're talking about. We're talking about. I'm so excited because the episode was was absolutely awesome. We're talking about the importance of confessionalism within the local church. Chef's kisses. All right? the, Chef's the, kisses. Oh, mm, it was fantastic. <laughs> all right. And and we're going to talk about how if if you are uh, a church leader or in a church right now that that is not confessional, right? You don't hold to some sort of confession. What are the do's and don'ts of bringing your church into a confessional structure, right? Sam does a fantastic job at answering the questions that I have for him, uh, and then we get into some awesome, uh, uh, like, kind of rapid-fire hot take questions at the end. Super fun, and I'm excited to share the episode with you guys. So it's going to be Sam the Man Ranahan within the next three weeks, and then um, and then we're going to have a couple other guests as well, uh, maybe a couple other surprises for you. So. Jack, I'm I'm gonna miss you. Mm. Please don't get kidnapped. I'll probably I'll probably Marco you in the various airports. You'll probably yes, you probably get a random notification at like 1:30 in the morning <laughs> of like a Marco from Jack and he's in like Singapore or something like that. Or exactly. Thailand. If you if you have wife, like I need I need some pictures of any weird stuff that you're eating. I feel like it's not gonna be weird. It's gonna be peculiar because. I feel, like, every McDonald's I feel like every I feel can. like in Southeast Asia, yeah. I feel like KFC is better than America. Dude, they do chicken. Yeah, you'll have to tell me. You'll have to tell they me. They do chicken a whole different way over there. Yeah. And it is gonna be nuts to yep. hopefully experience that, but we'll see. So I'll be waiting. I'll be oh, waiting yeah. for it. All right. So Jack, I'm gonna miss you. I'm gonna look forward to when you get back, but mm-hmm. uh but 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 we are not we are not without hope. We have we have some heavy hitters coming in, and uh, it's going to be awesome. I thought you were going to say we have a Hulk. <laughs> we have a Hulk. <laughs> we do. Oh, <laughs> we do have a Hulk. Jack, get us out of here, my friend. All right, ladies for, and gentlemen, uh, for the last time uh, in a for few a couple weeks. weeks. Yeah. 
<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you appreciate our vacillations, our conversations, our exhortations to you about the local church and becoming a member of a local church, and then also right, getting more spicy about confessionalism with Sam the Man Ranahan, you too can follow us on the sociables, if you will. The Instagram goes well with chocolate and marshmallow. The Facebook, the Zuck site, the metaverse may go down the next 24 hours. We may not know. Who knows? Also, the Twitter, the tweaker, Elon Musk's possible next empire. We have no clue. It's going to be in court. It's going to be figured out, hopefully, by the time I get back to the United States. Um... You can follow us all at the tag at Reformatory Pod. And Josh, you can tell the lovely people how they can support us in many different ways. Maybe some monetary cachiche ways, if you will. That's right. Yeah. If you have the ability for $5 a month, you can head on over to Patreon. You can support Jack and I's uh, our mission, our desire to make the local church central in the life of the believer. Mm-hmm. And if you do so, our pledge to you is that your name shall be Hallowed. Hallowed. Hallowed, sir. Hallowed through the halls of this podcast. You can also head on over to reformatorypod.com. Get yourself some local church merch. Rep your church and look good. Do Man, it. we got to get those uh, Renahan books in the in the merch site. Oh, in the merch yeah, that's thing. true. That's true. I'll, I'll, at least, I'll at least link them. They, oh, yeah, I might yeah, have to yeah, give Sam, away. Sam we might have to give away that Mystery of Christ book because that thing Ooh, is Do a little fire. giveaway? Yep. There we go. Okay. All right. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, and then you can, uh, last but not least, definitely not least, you can head, if you're on Spotify or Apple, you can give us a little little five-star-age, a little five-star review. Uh, give us a little idea of how you found the podcast. What do you like about the podcast? We would appreciate it. It helps get the podcast out to more people. Stay tuned for the next couple weeks, guys. we got some cool guests coming in, some awesome topics. I'm excited. Jack, mm-hmm. please be safe. Don't don't I'll don't take any uh, don't take any wooden nickels. <laughs> all of the all of the all of the adages. Hey, just come back. I to will me. say that's this. all I want. Just come back. To me. I feel like you're going off to war. Oh my god! I'm like I have your I have your hand. I have your hand. I have your head cupped in my hands, and I'm looking at you, and I'm saying, "Come back to me." This is come not Pearl Harbor. I'm not Ben Affleck. Um, <laughs> um, no, you do not have his jawline. <laughs> I will say this: we did our we did our due diligence. To basically, because yeah. this is not my wife's first rodeo over there in Thailand. And so she's like, sure. we are not doing getting into a rickshaw and then trying to put our trust into some random taxi driver to take us places. They have private taxis, sir. And oh the exchange rate there is chef's kiss. It's really good. Just saying. Man, see, Fantastic. I feel like they're, they're going to see, like, that's where, that's where the mob oh hangs out. Because they know all the white people... <laughs> All the white rich people are coming over and be like, let's take the private taxis. And the mob's going to be like, oh, sorry, did I miss that left turn? No, 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 no. I know a shortcut. Don't worry. Don't worry. And I never hear from you again. And the reformatory's over. You just got to call Keanu, dude. Pull John Wick. Have, yeah, have Keanu come save you. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting out of here. We thank you guys for listening. Uh, we appreciate all of the, uh, all the shares, uh, all the encouragement. All that good stuff. We will catch you on the next episode of The Reformatory.